Welcome to the Kitchen Sink Meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Starting in July 2021, the meeting will be hybrid. You will still be able to attend the meeting via Zoom. Please go to the Los Angeles Intergroup's webpage at oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. I am Sarah. I am a compulsive overeater. And um, I'm just going to start with... Uh, qualifying. I am a hundred pounder. I, um, I, uh, have been in the, uh, room since 2007. Um, I have been abstinent since, uh, November 8th, 2011. And, um, my abstinence is three way to measure meals a day, nothing in between. I, call my sponsor, I call my sponsor for, I call somebody for food changes. Um, and I said nothing in between, but really life is in between. And um, I need to really work my steps. And the longer I'm in the program and the longer that I'm abstinent, the more gifts I receive, but also the more daily disciplines I need to do. Um, so I'll tell you what it was like. Um, just a few things. I was always a big kid. Um, at least that's what I remember. I mean, I, I have pictures of me when I was like four years old and I was little, but not really memories of those. Um, I think the first, and I was always like a, a binger, an eater. Like I, 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 I never did. Um, I, I wasn't able to, to throw up. I, I just wasn't, and um, so the first binge I remember was, I I think I I was in like seventh grade, so I think I was like thirteen, um, and I remember that I had to sell these candy bars for bands, and they consisted of like dark chocolate, I don't know, whatever. And then not ones, all this. And I ended up being the best seller of all the um, candy bars. And I ended up needing to get another box. And it, and it wasn't so much because I sold the candy bars. So what I did is on the first box, I hate dark chocolate. I always hated dark chocolate. So I ate through all the dark chocolate candy bars to get them out of the way. Like I just need to get them out of the way. And then I ate in the order. And I always saved the best for last. So I saved the best for last. And I didn't want anybody to know. So I always, like, I'd eat in the bathroom or I'd take um, paper towels and, and put them in the thing. But I also had a water bed, right? So what I'd do is I'd eat in my room. And then I started sticking the candy bar wrappers in between the water bed and the, the edge. Well, guess what that does? That brings maggots. And um, I just remember, like, my parents cleaning it out, never really asking me about anything. Like, I don't remember that. I'm, I, they might have. Um, but, like, so that's how I progressed. Like, I, I just constantly, like, would eat. I remember being in a in, in some weight loss program when I was, like, 10 with my mom. And now looking back, I um, – 
my uncle had gotten me workout girl when I was younger. Like, and so, so uh, anyway, I always thought like, so I was always told I was big bone. Now my brother and sister were thin. So I just landed these big bones. And I just remember like always having to go in the woman's section. I was always made fun of. And I just always thought, Fat people were fat and thin people were thin. And if I were thin, because in that book it talks about if I were thin, if I got to my perfect weight, I would be so good. Um, and so, I mean, it even it progressed. And so then I ended up um, moving to Pennsylvania because I got involved in other addictions. And I had lived in New Hampshire my whole life, and I, I left college my life. I was supposed to be graduating, and I just – I decided to just move to PA. And I was going to move with people that don't do things that I do. Um, they ate, but they didn't do the other things. So so I moved to PA, and I ended up meeting some people, and I ended up doing a walking marathon. And now during this walking marathon, you to train for a walking marathon, you have to – you have to walk – ton and so I had to walk all these miles but I still binge but I only binge on healthy things like York peppermint patties because they were more healthy I never really liked them but I that's what I go on because they you know whatever I have it doesn't make sense now but um so I ended up losing 70 pounds during that period of doing this and I so during all this, then I, I, I meet my my now husband, um, which was just a total, you know, God shot for me. So I meet my now husband, and we're getting, you know, we're getting together, but he's a chef, so it's perfect, you know, like it can't get any better than that. Um, and so, but so, okay, so we decide we're going to get married, I, and now I'm, I'm thin. I'm finally at... So now I'm getting married, which I never thought I'd do. Um, now I'm finally at the size, the size I always wanted to be, always wanted to be. And we're having our wedding, and we're going to Europe on our honeymoon. And I am so depressed. Like, I am just, I am like, I, I, that's when I started outside help. So... All that happens, we go to Europe. I'm going to tell you right now, like, he remembers things I don't remember. One, I do remember yelling, like, at him in the middle of, like, Venice, like, just screaming at him. And I remember everything I ate. I remember Everything I ate. Like, I, when we talk about different places, I'll remember what I ate there. Like, that's how I remember Europe. Um, and so in that two weeks, I gained 20 pounds. Like, I, yeah, I, I put away food. Um, so then I get back and I get pregnant. I gained 100 pounds during my pregnancy. Um so it was constant, like, I was just constant up and down, like, just totally, like, taking havoc on my body. And at one point, he, he brought up to me um, at some point that um, he knew, 
I was hiding food, like, you know, because they used to have those cartons of ice cream that opened on both sides, so I'd eat them on both sides so, like, then you wouldn't, I don't know. I don't know how I didn't think people wouldn't think it's lighter, you know, like, one side's not empty. Um, anyway, so um, I ended up going into um, OA, like, after – I went to my first meeting. It was in 2005. Um, my son had just been born, and I went in there, and um, everybody talked about no sugar, no flour, three meals a day, weighing and measuring, nothing in between. And I'm like, all right, well, now I know the, I know what to do. Um, I don't need this place. They're crazy. And so I left. Um and then, I don't know what happened, but in 2007, there was a new fad diet coming out. And I said to my husband, I think I'm going to do this one. And all he said um, was, I hope this one works for you. And I don't know what happened or how that happened, but I finally realized that I needed to go to OA. Um I don't even know how I found a way or, I mean, I, I, I went the first time, um, but I don't even know, like, how I found it then either. Uh, anyway, so I show up in a way, and I said to him, I said, you know, I'm going to get a sponsor before I leave. And um, so anyway, this woman was, was, she eats three meals a day, weighs and measures. She's lost over 100 pounds. And I'm like, and she was moving to Michigan that day or the next day or something. So I go up to her after the meeting. And I remember this is what she shared. She shared, and, and this, this sealed it for me, is that when I binge, I might be eating the Snickers, but I'm thinking about the Milky Way. Then I'm thinking about the Kit Kat. I'm thinking about the bag of chips. Like, it's never enough. I remember eating an ice cream and getting to the bottom and being so sad, like just sad. It was over. Like what? It's over. Um, yeah. I mean, I did some, some crazy stuff with food, but anyway, so I go to that meeting and, um, how am I doing for time? I go to that meeting and, uh, I, you know, I asked her to be my sponsor. She says she's going to be my sponsor I have to call in my food, so I'm like, okay, and I, I do it, I do it. And then I start backing into her voicemail. I start switching out foods, like, eh, if I'm switching out a green bean for this. And and now what I'm sharing with you is just my personal, like, what I need to do for me. Um, I, I believe it could kill others. Um, so anyway, I... I'm like, okay, so then I, I just kind of let her go. I joined another um, another 12-step program during this time, too, so I was working them both. Um, but I then learned in the other program, you need to be gentle, more gentle on yourself. So then I was like, well, I need to be more gentle on myself. So I ended up gaining 70 pounds during that period where I thought – I really did think I was abstinent during this time. Um, and – and for me, I wasn't. Um, so, and again, I don't know what happened. But the, the whole time, I remember being in OA during this period, and the people who had what I wanted 
I didn't want to do what they did because I thought they were too restrictive. I'm like, nope, they're too much. They're all those people. I love my food plan. I love going to meetings. I'm glad I'm a compulsive overeater. And I'm just like, I'm like, you're so full of it. Like, you're full of it. You're lying. And, like, that's what I think in my head. And I'm like, they're doing it at me. Like, I always thought everybody was saying those things to attack me personally. And um, and now I'm like, I'm one of those people, and it's annoying. Um, but seriously. So anyway, I called this woman who I always wanted what she had, and she wasn't available, so she had me call somebody else. Well, this person scared the crap out of me. Um, but I called them, and I just remember... <laughs> She just, she just, it is how it is. Um, My food is black and white for me. Um, And I just remember, like, one of the first phone calls, I said, so if I start saying, and I don't tell you I'm having grilled chicken, you might want to ask me because I could be doing fried, and fried's a little questionable. And she goes, how about you're not doing fried chicken anymore? And (laughs) Okay. I just kind of did what she said. And some of the stuff I thought was flipping crazy, but I just, I had no other way. Like, all I knew is that I, I just, that's, because when I was absent for a short period of time, like, I was really happy. Or I did, like, you know, that whole thing, like, you know, you don't know what, or you can't explain what abstinence feels like. I, I don't remember the, the saying, but anyway, um, so I just, I, so I remember that. And so what I did is I just kept doing it and I just kept doing it. And I remember just like hating vacations, hating weekends, like just hating everything and like asking my family to like not eat that stuff in front of me, not have it in front of me. And I was just so angry because, you know, like for me, when I put down the food, I pick up all my feelings, you know, like somebody, there's a speaker that says, I feel better. I feel anger better. I feel hate better. Um, so, so as I kept working the steps, like I realized that for me, like, so when I weigh and measure my food and when I call it in, it's over for me. Like, I don't really think about it at all anymore, which is such a flippant gift. Like, it is a gift because I remember when people, and that's the thing, when I first came into OA and people were like, um, I don't eat sugar and flour anymore, right? I was like, what's the point of living? Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to live? Like, I never remember... Like, it just wasn't good. Um, And I got to say today, like, today, everything I have is nothing I wanted. Like, and my life is beyond my wildest dreams. And, And so... So how do I maintain my abstinence today? For me, like, I do daily disciplines. I am working the steps. And, and you know, I, I work I work the traditions and the concepts. And I need to do that stuff. I need to do that on a daily basis. I need to keep my spiritual connection. I need to have my spiritual connection. Because there's a part in the big book. Um, Did you have a good morning? Thank yeah. you. Thank you.
more about alcoholism that talks about that, you know, it's not going to be your sponsor that saves you. It's not going to be, you know, any, any meeting. It, it's between you and God. Like, so I need to constantly have that higher power connection. And for me, it's just seriously, like, like right now I am battling a, a health thing and I'm, you know, and, and so my legs and my, my body has been literally swollen since um, November. And, you know, they're figuring it out all the, I'm going through all this testing and all this stuff. And I said to my husband the other day, because it's just a struggle. Like I have to constantly pray, like, just to let it go, let it go, let it go. Cause like, it's just very uncomfortable. And, um, and so what I realized is that, if I had some illness that was making me lose weight, I wouldn't need God. You know, like I get into those clicks where I'm like, oh, I feel really good and I don't necessarily need anything. And so the gift of this is it really requires me to keep going back. And I mean, I'm okay. And, you know, so I do go through difficulties, but literally like my 16 year old shares stuff with me like come on come on like that's such a good I have an incredible relationship with my husband like my my employees like me like it's just I mean I'm a different person and it's because of these steps it's because of my relationship with my higher power it's because of all the heroes before me that that I that I just followed, you know? Um, so that's really what I have. Um, I, I really appreciate and I'm honored that um, Reiki, Reiki asked me to share. And I just, um, yeah, thank you very much for letting me share. Thank you so much. Um, this is a time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leader are my own and not of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. If you asked a question last week, please wait until the first three questions have been asked before raising your hand. If you have a question and are in person, raise your hand. If you are on Zoom, type your question into the chat, and a tech host will read it out to the group and speaker. We will alternate between in-person and online questions. The speaker will repeat the question before answering. Am I looking... Hello. Our first question is, how has anger issues continued over the years, and how do you manage? Wow, yeah, anger issues. That is a good one. I am a rager. Um, I am a former rager. Uh, so what, what, I, what I do, what I have done, just so you know where I came from, is um, – I've, I've punched holes in walls, um, at my own house. Um, I have, I've punched my head. I've taken things to my head. Um, 
I have some serious anger issues. Um, so as I was working through the 12 steps, you know, it, it's, it's like you take those things through the 12 steps. I'm, I'm really, I'm powerless over my anger. Like I can't, I can't stop my anger from coming. Um, I'm powerless over my feelings. Um, there's actually a thing that talks about um, in tradition too, you know, um, our leaders are but trusted servants. Well, my feelings are but trusted servants. Like they do not govern. And what I was doing is I was letting the anger govern. So taking through my anger through the 12 steps, um, it, it really became about, like for me, it became about, you know, so you, you make all your amends, you know, you, you make your faults. And step six and seven, those for me, that's when I relapse. Those are the times that the rubber meets the road. Because now, so I've done all the footwork, and, you know, I do the footwork. I make calls. I do all of that. Um, so, so honestly, it was just, it's honestly, and it's praying. And, and so I'm going to just tell you, like, one of the examples is, is my my husband likes to eat fireballs. Well, I used to eat fireballs all the time so much I'd get, like, those sores. And so he'll chew them. And when he started doing it, it used to, oh, my gosh, I just wanted to rip the fireball out of his mouth and, like, throw it. So what I started doing is texting people. Like, I'd text, like, I'd have, like, trusted friends that I'd be able to text and be like, I just want to rip it out, and I just want to rip it out. And, well, do you know, so, so if you keep praying about that, like even praying about, like for me, even asking my higher power to help remove the, 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 the obsession with his fireball issue, and he doesn't really have an issue, but to remove that, um, all of a sudden, like I know when I'm not spiritually fit, because guess what? The fireballs irritate me again. Like, so it's just, for me, it all comes back to the food. You know, it's like you hate weekends. You know, I hate I hate the vacations, especially when I'm getting rid of a character defect or I became aware of one. And so I can't tell you the last time I've hit my head. Um, have I felt like it? Just last week I did. Because, you know, sometimes you can let, for me, you, you can, I, I don't know what you do. I know what I do. Um, so for me... I I will let, like, whatever become my higher power. So my health, my swelling will now become my higher power. And so then now I'm just irritated. And, oh, I was just – and then, you know, that one thing, my shoelace snaps or whatever the heck, and I just want to go ballistic. Um, and so, honestly, that's when I really have to go, oh, my gosh, God, I need you to come in right now right now and so it was a process I mean like I mean this took I mean it was it was a real process for me to to and it's one day at a time and it's a daily reprieve and um I mean I'll even have it when I'm playing cards with my kids and I'm like it's your turn like like I'm trying to rush along the, the game. What's the point of a game? The game is to play the game. But I need it to be concise and in order. So, like, I just have to always, like, so now that feeling makes me go to my higher power. Thanks for letting me share. All right. We have a question in the room. Uh, how, how did you develop your concept of the higher power? 
and how do you keep that connection? Okay, so how did I develop the concept of my higher power and how do I keep that? I missed the last word. Connection. 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 How do I keep that connection? Okay. Well, so I grew up in a very, um, anyway, I I don't even know what it was, but I'll tell you my perception. My perception is God was always trying to get me, and he was always trying to figure a way to, like, make me mess up or make me sin or or do something bad. That was my, my perception, and my perception was that if I didn't believe in this God, I'd go to hell. That's my perception. And so when I came into the rooms and they're like, you know, you have to pick, you have to, you know, you have to fire old God, get a new God. Well, I had two gods for a really long time. I, I had to create a new God and my God was just unconditional love. And no matter what I do, like, um, no matter what I do, I'm okay. Right. Well, so it was just constant over time, and I just have to keep going back to that God um, while praying to the other God. Well, somehow, I don't know, but they they, they united. They became one. And I will tell you, um, I, you know, I take what I like and I leave the rest of, of my faith community. Um, and some days I do um, feel like, I'm not good enough because I don't do it right. And I also know, like, for me, the one thing in, in, is that God is love. And so for me, God is love. God loves me. God, you know, because I, I can't get into all of the rules and regulations. And I, I, I think we, for me, I try to put God in a box. And I feel like people put, you know, their higher power in a box and the box says this and, you know, and what do I know? I don't even know. I don't even know what I wanted, you know, like, so now I have this life and it's nothing I ever wanted. So how do I keep the connection? Honestly, it, it for me, it is just, it is thanking God. It is, I, I, I can't even believe this, but I get excited to get up in the morning and I get up early in the morning to beat my family so that I can get my time alone and you know sometimes I feel like I need to do this or I need to do that and it just keeps asking God like what's the next right thing to do like sometimes I'll be lost at work and I'm like I don't even know what to do because I'm so overwhelmed and I'm like God I need you like I'll pray to God about like if I don't even know what to wear that day because then I'll stress out and you know I try this on this doesn't look good it looked good last week um and then I'll go, God, you need to figure that out because I can't handle it anymore. Like, I, I just need to surrender everything. And it may seem silly. I don't know, but it works for me. And, um, and you know, it's funny because uh, I do battle, like, when when I talk to my, um, my parent, you know, my family of origin, I can go to places where then I feel like I'm not good enough again. And it's not, they're not even telling me that. It's It's like. Stuff that I'm just, I don't know. My my mind communicates it that way. And that's why I just need to keep going back to God. Keep going back to God. And you know what? This worked for today, so I'm just going to keep going back. And even when I don't feel it, because I wasn't feeling it last week, that's when I'm like, 
I just need to keep going back. Uh, they talk about consolation, desolation. I need to do whether I feel good or whether I'm bad because the disease wants to tell me, well, this isn't working anymore. Clearly it's not working. Well, no, I just might not, I might not be feeling it, but my, the God is within me. I think it was in recovery for today. The uh, voices of recovery. Um, God is, God is within us and our, you know, our high power is within us. So I use the, the negative feelings, honestly, to bring me back and also the very happy feelings. So, um, thank you for letting me share. All right. The next question is, what is your food plan? What is your food plan like today? My food plan. Uh, what is my food plan like today? Uh, my food plan is the same. I, I, you know, I, I eat three weighted measured meals a day. Um, I call in my food currently and, um, if I have to make a food change, uh, I do make a call because, you know, I can, I can listen to anybody else's food and know what they should do, but when it comes to me, I'll go in a dark room and believe God is telling me something that he's not really telling me. Um, So that is what my food plan is like today. Uh, And I I don't – I have red foods and green foods, and I don't eat any red foods today. Oh, and I'm sorry. And when I go out to eat – and I rarely go out – well, I don't go out. I haven't gone out to eat. When I get takeout – I will, I, I eat what is on my plate, and if I'm not going to, then I make a call. Um, but I really don't like going, even getting takeout. So that's, thanks for letting me share. Questions here? Okay, some more questions online. Um, you identified as a 100-pounder. Uh, do you have plateaus, and if so, how do you handle it? Did I have plateaus? Um, I identify myself as a hundred pounder. Do I have plateaus and how do I handle it? Um, well, right now I'm, I'm maintaining. Um, I don't know that I ever had plateaus. Well, no, 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 no. I did have plateaus. Okay. Sorry. So when I did have a plateau, like, so I weigh in once a month and, um, my doctor has has given me a weight range, and so my sponsor knows my weight range. My sponsor picks my food plan, um, and because I I didn't I I didn't have and I don't currently I don't have a medical condition, um, so I I do, so my sponsor picked my food plan is how I did it, and um, so she will change my food plan. Like so, if I go above, like, if I started gaining weight or if I was, like, it would be up to her. I I wouldn't make a decision, and she would remove things from my food plan. Um, So that's how I currently do it today, and that's how I did it. Did that answer the question? Yeah. Any questions here? Okay. Thanks for sharing, Sarah. Uh, uh, what, what, what kind of 
of daily uh, spiritual practice do you have? Okay. Um, what kind of daily spiritual practice do I have? Well, I do. Um, I do do prayer meditation every morning um, when I wake up. That's the first thing I, I really like to do. It sets me right. Um, and then I'm currently doing. I'm 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 in a couple different um, group twelve step group studies. Um, I'm working, so, like, I'll either work on, like, my step work with my sponsor, or I'm working on another, you know, part with another sponsor for another program, and, like, I, I'm constantly either working on the steps, like, I'm either reading some kind of literature, or I'm writing questions. Now, that can't happen every morning, but on most mornings it does, and for me, when I answer questions, I answer them like what the first thing that comes to my mind. And and I really believe that God does that for me. Like, you know, um, it's the thing I either need to work on or it's the thing that's bothering me. Or because for me, if I keep like like I had financial issues. Um, Another five minute warning. Thank you. Um, I had financial issues and. So, so for me, like, once I become aware of something, once my denial is broken, I need to work on it or I will go back to the food. So, thank you for letting me share. All right, the next question is, many meetings seem to have no hope. People suffer and struggle and relapse. Where do you get your strength on a daily basis to maintain abstinence? Um, I... I have, that's another thing I do. I talk to three recovering people that are working their program on a daily basis. I have to. I have to. Uh, and depending on how, like, much is going on in my life, like, there was a period where I had a loved one that, um, went to jail and, um, I, I had to talk to nine people a day. Like, I, I just had to. Like, you know, some days it was nine people just to just to maintain, you know, and, and stay abstinent. Um, so, and I was through it. So, thanks for letting me share. Hi. Um, as far as let's say, self-resentments, anything like that. Is there anything to that? And sometimes we're very self-critical. Do you still have that problem, and how do you deal with it? Oh, holy heck, I do. I just, um, how do I deal with it? The, I'm still working on that. One, I apologize for the rain. Um, I, you know, I do catch myself from time to time. Like the other day, I, I was like, you're such an idiot, like I said to myself. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, oh, God. So it's really, it's about calling back to God and asking God, which I didn't do. Thank you for honestly asking me this question. I'm very hard on myself, like very hard on myself. And it's not good. It's not. And maybe this is the next thing I really need to become aware of because I'm only going to get rid of that by keep going back to God and keep calling it out, keep talking about it, work the steps through it. Like, my my big thing I'm working the steps through right now 
the, the next one we all know now, don't we? But um, the thing I'm working through my steps now is on judgment because I'm so judging. And you know what it is? Like, I'm judging. So, so my big thing is I never thought, like, during the pandemic any of my employees were working, right? Some of them weren't, but I really thought none of them were working. And so I am so scared that everybody thinks I'm not working. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's this thing, like, what I judge on, I'm scared people are judging me on. Um, so, yeah, it, it's honestly keep going back and sharing it, sharing that I think I am. Like, sharing it. Because, you know, for me, I used to keep it inside, and that's that's where it grows. And, and I heard that when you share your problem with even the room, you give your fifth step with the room, not, you know, not your real fifth step, but you give your fifth step with the room, whatever your, it is divided by half. It is half by how many people are in the room because we each take each other's pain and we let it go. Thanks for letting me share. All right. And we have two minutes and the next question is, um, have you felt anxiety? And if so, how does program help with anxiety? Oh, wow. Yeah. It, um, that's really, that's really a thing where it's, it's really about working the steps. I'm powerless over my anxiety. I'm totally powerless over it. I really am. And I have had anxiety. I've had anxiety attacks. I used to be very scared of, of spiders. I was always scared of dying. I was scared of other people dying. Um, Honestly, it is just keep going back and, and sharing it. Like, it's really just telling on myself, telling about my anxiety. Actually, I was on three medications, and in the last two years, I, I've, I'm only on one now. And um, and I really believe that's all through working the program and just – it's six and seven every day. Like, you know, I might ra- – I will rage again. I will rage again. I will have anxiety again. And I, it's just going back, going back and asking. It's a daily reprieve. It's daily. I'm saying that for myself. Thanks for letting me share.